Let us pray. May only God's word be spoken, and may only God's word be heard. Amen. God's word was incarnate in that manger in Bethlehem. That is what we celebrate every year at Christmas. And then at Epiphany, we celebrate the way that that truth, that reality of the incarnation of God into this world was manifest to various people. Or as that beautiful hymn we sang this morning put it, God in man made manifest. This hymn so beautifully tells the very stories of Epiphany that we hear every year, of the people who had their manifestations, their epiphanies of God found in Jesus Christ. And so the first verse of this hymn talks about uh, manifested by the star to the sages from afar. It's an echo of that story of the Magi that we tell every year on the first day of Epiphany. And the second verse goes on to tell about being manifest at Jordan's stream. That story of Jesus' baptism that we always tell on that first Sunday after the Epiphany. The story of the baptism, the feast of the baptism of our Lord. And then it goes on to talk about being manifest at Cana. Manifest in power divine, changing water into wine. That's not a story that we heard this year, but it is one of the traditional stories of Epiphany. Uh, It's a story that we get every third year. And it goes on to echo so many of the other stories of people's epiphanies, people's manifestations of God found in Jesus Christ, including the way that God is manifest to people in the healing power of Jesus, like we heard in the gospel story today. The story of the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, who has a fever. That healing power of Jesus sometimes is a very literal physical healing, like in the case of Peter's mother-in-law. And other times it's more of, let's say, a spiritual healing, such as in the case of St. Paul, who talks about an ailment that he had, and he went and he, he prayed to God three times, begging God, uh, intensely uh, begging him to take this ailment away from him. And the third time, he gets this response from God that's basically, I'm not going to do that. And instead, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. And St. Paul knows that his healing is going to happen not in the ailment being removed from him, but in that knowledge of the grace of God being enough. And he learns, God tells him, that my power is made perfect in weakness. And he learns that truth, that reality in his ailment. And so his healing is not in the removal of that, but into coming to terms with it and understanding it better. During the season of Epiphany, we remember and we celebrate these stories of people who had their epiphanies, their manifestations of God in Jesus Christ. But it's also time to remember our own epiphanies, our own experiences of God being made manifest to us. And I know because you have shared with me over the years, the past 14 almost years of ministry with you, that God has been made manifest in your lives. Now, I'm not going to tell those individual stories. Um, For one, they're your stories to tell, not mine, but also because I don't have the permission to share the details. But you have shared so many stories with me over the years, from the profound to the mundane, of God at work in your life or you've witnessed in other people. 
or in other places in this world. Some of those stories have been stories of that physical healing like um, Peter's mother-in-law experienced in our gospel today. Um, moments of, of a profound physical healing, though more frequently you share stories with me of that spiritual healing, more like St. Paul had. You shared stories with me of having um, these manifestations of God to you in moments of, of joy and wonder and peace, but also in moments of fear when you have felt that God was with you by your side trying to bring you calm in your anxiety. You've shared stories with me of God being made manifest to you at church in prayers being prayed and hymns being sung in receiving the Eucharist. And you've also shared stories with me of God being made manifest to you outside of the four walls of the church, out in the world, at home, at work, out in nature. You've shared stories with me of God being made manifest to you in experiences of redemption and reconciliation. And you've also shared with me stories of brokenness, of moments where redemption never came and nothing was reconciled, and yet God has made manifest to you when you recognize that God was there with you, guiding you, supporting you, comforting you through the time, through the difficulties that you were encountering. You've shared so many stories with me of God at work in light and life and love. And there's many stories as you have told me over the years. There's probably many more that you haven't shared with me and that's perfectly fine. But I know that God is at work in your life because God is actively at work in this world. It's not a question of if God is at work. The question is how and do we recognize it? And so, my friends, the season of Epiphany is a time to celebrate these stories, all of these stories, and to look for the ways that God is at work. Now, Lent is almost here, but it's not quite. So let's take these last few weeks of Epiphany to celebrate to remember when God has been at work, when we have experienced those manifestations. Let's also take this time to look for the ways that God is still at work and still be made manifest to us. Amen.